Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in K-State, hosted by Joe Matthew and Reggie Blackwell. This week, Reggie and I talk about the snow game against Iowa State, what went wrong for the Wildcats in the loss. We also talk about what's happening in the transfer portal with Will Howard and a couple other quarterbacks leaving, along with some others. We talk about that madness and what it means for the future of K-State. But first, a message from our sponsor. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL at full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to the Bet Online today to remember to use your promo code BELIEVE for your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, everybody, do us a favor and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. And also, if you like what you hear, share it with your K-State friends. We appreciate it. Thanks. Joe Matthew, how you doing, sir? All right, Reggie, how you doing? Man, I could feel a little bit better. Eight and four is something that uh, me or you both did not anticipate for the Kansas State Wildcats. I think that's good that us and the fan base uh, hope for a better result. I was bullish, uh, wanted to be about 11 and 1, 10 and 2. I actually took us on the over as well with nine games, so fell a little short on that because the line was eight and a half, and we fall right at the eight number. Mm-hmm. I tell you, Vegas knows that game pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, all in all, Eight and four, I I guess we can't call it a disappointing season, but I don't think it met expectations either. No, I don't think it at all, but this game was disappointing if you want to just go into that specifically with the the snowstorm. And I don't think K-State responded well to playing in the snow, not nearly as well as Iowa State did. That was a disappointing loss to me. I wasn't as upset as some fans were that I saw on social media. There was an uproar about how the defense played or did not play, really, in that game. Uh, But, yeah, 8-4 and on the season, where I think I had them 9-3. So, I had them a game better. I had them beating Iowa State, so... Yeah, it's, it's a little disappointing. It would have been way more disappointing if we were playing for the Big 12 championship. Since we weren't, it was still a frustrating game. You know, we're going to get, you know, one of these bowl games called the Pop-Tarts Bowl or something like that, which I'm not right. really excited about. But we'll talk about that a little bit 
later, but yeah, what are your thoughts on how the game went, especially that defense? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I am still, you know, was wrapping my head around the uh, Iowa State game. I look at it as like this. I'm kind of taking a little bit more of a, I say, optimistic role in assessing the game. What I mean by that is you're going to have one of these type of games in a season. Mm-hmm. It, it, it seems like it's inevitable. The unfortunate thing about it is that you just didn't win it. So right. what I what I mean by that, Joe, is if we would have won the shootout, it would have still been extremely disappointing of giving up the big plays. All we gave up were big plays. Yeah. We didn't have – there was no sustained drive. Iowa State had less than 30-something plays, and they scored six touchdowns. Yeah. They scored six touchdowns. I think each touchdown – was over 50, 60 yards. Yeah. Which, is, which was right. unbelievable. 60 a couple yards. 70 yard gains. I and think. 70s. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, a few 70s. Yeah. So, the point that I'm making is I think the weather had something to do with it, but two teams was playing in the weather. But I do think if the weather was not the way it was, K State wouldn't have gave up four touchdowns or five touchdowns over 70 yards. I think somebody would have made a play to get him down. So the footing had to do something with that. But then again, you can't give up those many big plays and expect to win the game. So the point that I'm making is you're going to have a shootout every now and then. And Iowa State was our shootout because we were scoring at will. We just couldn't score one more time than they did. And in essence, you got what you got. So my thing is to this, I just didn't think that we can say, was the team inspired? Was they not inspired? I don't know. I can't say that these guys went out and not tried to play. That that don't, that don't mm-hmm. make sense. I would never no. believe that in a million years. Um, but something was off, especially on the defensive end to where we just couldn't tackle and get guys on the ground. Uh, maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was cold. Maybe, you know, that had a bigger factor than what than what we all think did, but it's, it's cold out there. Mm-hmm. You have to wrap up, and when you hit in the cold, it stings a little bit, yeah. you know. And some guys probably want to be bullish and don't wear shirts underneath and go out mm-hmm. there with the sleeves out. Maybe you might need to put sleeves on sometime. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's I think a real overall, strange game to watch. I've never seen anything like that with giving up all those big plays. And, you know, you get to a point where you're just shaking your head, like, what is going on here? And then, you know, the one play that sticks in my mind is the one long run where Will Lee is chasing the guy down, and instead of, I haven't had him attacking him. He bumps him forward and gives him the assist on the touchdown. Bumps it forward a few yards. He's like, here you right. go. And that that's just that sticks in my mind as how that game went on defense. Is it I don't yeah, like you said, I don't know if their heads were in the game. You can't really say that. We don't know. We don't know yeah, if you it don't was know. the snow I, or I, the I, cold or what it was. We know it, it was, was just extremely- odd. It was odd, extremely 
out of character. Yeah. Nothing we've seen all year. So it was nothing like K-State had displayed all year. I don't think they checked out of the game. I don't no, think they did no. that at all. But for some reason, we these guys were look like Iowa State on offense had better footing than what we did on defense. It did look and like we that. Did, yeah, and we didn't have the same advantage on our offense versus their defense. But we did score, and we were scoring comfortably. It just took longer drives. The biggest thing, um, Joe, was explosive play after explosive play after explosive play. And Kleiman said it himself. He's disappointed. Everybody's disappointed. But if K-State would have had another game immediately right after this, this is a game that I would have just flushed. Yeah. I would have had some teaching points. I would have moved on very quickly, and I would have flushed it. Because nine times out of ten, you're not going to see that many missed tackles again in a game uh, for, for a Big 12 team that has played so well all season. Mm-hmm. One thing that uh, our friend Kevin Keatsman brought up on his podcast is why didn't they shovel the snow off the entire field? Why did they just shovel the yard markers and on the sideline and leave the rest of the snow there? It's a is that something that crossed your mind at all? Or it was a mystery to me. I don't know if it was the manpower and it was just snowing too much. Yeah. to where they just couldn't keep up with it because it was going to be once they snow once they took it off it came again once they took it off it came again so i think they tried to the, the utilization of the manpower they don't have like these nfl stadiums where they yeah. probably got multiple multiple machines that can do this and get it out quickly that's the only logical answer i have i have no idea though I so you don't think it was a you don't think it was a decision by Chris Kleiman and the coaching staff not to do that. I think I it don't might think be so. an advantage. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. All but right. That's a very, very interesting point. I wondered that too. Yeah. I just think it was the amount of snow was coming down too fast that they just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. So they just said, let it go. Let's at least try to be able to see the lines and know what yard marker they are at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got frustrated at times watching on TV. I did not go in person. <laughs> I, but all my tickets were spoken for, I will say that. But is watching on TV, they didn't always have the yard line on TV. So you didn't always no, know where they were at on the field. No, and, they was not consistent enough. Yeah. No. Sometimes they I, did, but most of the time they didn't. I was like, where are they on the field? You can't tell. No, you hit anyway. it on the head. It was it was tough, but overall, the cats. Um, uh, you you could tell it was an emotional game, particularly from Will Howard. Obviously, he played his last game. We're going to talk about some things that has transpired since the end of that game. Him going into the portal, which I expected it, um, but you can see the emotion of him wanting to go out as a winner not yes. being able to complete that pass and kind of getting frustrated, really trying to get it done. That was, uh, I like seeing him emotional like that. And, you know, that was a little bit of uncharacteristic of him 
So you knew it was something weighing really on his head when that was taking place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was frustrated. He was mad. And he really wanted to win that game. That's for sure. It was just really frustrating there at the end that they didn't convert. But like you said, if K-State scores a touchdown there, they might end up winning the game, and we're all feeling a lot differently. It's not like they got blown out. In the right, game. it's just a big place. <laughs> yeah, right. I think if we would have got the W, we would have been okay. You know, we yeah. wouldn't. We could nitpick everything, but yeah. we know the defense. That was just one day. I think that they just, um, you know, I think the footing, I think the field, they, you know, they didn't do some fits well. That they just played way uncharacteristically than what they normally would play, and I think that was more of an anomaly versus a norm. Right. Uh, versus what we've seen all year. We've seen giving up some big plays, but not that many. Right. Exactly. That was record-breaking big plays. So I guess let's put that behind us. We've covered that. So what's your take on all the transfers we've seen in the last couple of days? They've had Will Howard, who you've already mentioned, Jake Rubley. Announced he's transferring another quarterback and a third quarterback, Adrian Lara. Announced he's transferring. Trayshawn Ward, the backup running back, is transferring. And Will Lee announced he's transferring. Yeah, I think that's a big one. That one kind of hurts. Uh, he will be hard to replace in the secondary. I mean, we mentioned one bad play he made on Saturday, but overall this season, I was really impressed with how he played. I mean, he was a strength of the team, or you know, one of the stronger players on that defense. So, what's your take yeah. on all the transfers? So, my take on it, I'm kind of going to start back from the last one you mentioned because I he's from St. Louis. Willie and I gained a little affinity of kind of watching him and getting to know his dad a little bit during the season. I, I was very surprised with him um, because I thought he was fairly happy at K-State. I thought he embraced the culture well. Him and Van Malone got along very well. Uh, I think it just came down to some um, non-football-related issues with him. Uh, that's what I think. Uh, not to get too much in specific, but I just think he probably valued himself a little more than what he thought he was getting treated by uh, on, on the non-football stuff, uh, uh, i.e. NIL, things of that mm -hmm. nature. Okay. So I think it's, it's some of that. And with that, before I go into some of the, the other ones, um, Joe, I, I think the players got to really, really, with this transfer portal and this NIL and this wild free agency we seeing in college football, I think the players have got to take a step back and really think about what's really important to them first. I know there's dollars out there, and we understand that players are going to get some money, and that's part of the game. The coaches, yeah. the administration, fans, we all get it now. But at the end of the day, you can't let that be the first thing. If it's just about the money and it's not about the school and you liking your, your position and your position coach, if that's not bigger than the other stuff, then we got some major issues. Because yeah. some of the money of some of the players are getting 
is life-changing money, but some of this money is not life-changing money. Mm -hmm. Right. It may be more than what you got from school A to school B and your financial situation in your household, which your parents may not be the greatest, but understand <laughs> if you like a school and you're happy and you're being successful and you're playing and you're engulfed into a culture and you've been embraced by the coaches, don't just be so quick to give that up. Mm -hmm. The money yeah. will come. The right. finances will come. Now, I know it's hard. I'm not a kid that's 17, 18 years old, maybe from a single-parent household. Mom's, you know, struggling, working a couple jobs. They still trying to go to school, still trying to come see the kids. I get it. But at some point, the integrity of just, hey, I like school aid. Mm -hmm. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes the transfer portal is good for other guys. Let's take Will Howard, for, for instance. Will Howard has spent, you know, five years, four to five years at Kansas State. He's yeah. given his blood, sweat, and tears, played as a true freshman, done everything K-State has ever asked him to do. Now he has an opportunity based on, because we have a four-star that's sitting in the wings that everybody wants to be able to see if he can perform up to the level of expectation, he gets an opportunity to either go pro, Will Howard could still do, or go to another team that he still can be a starter. He may, he understand the business of the sport. He's smart enough to know that, okay, we know they brought A.B. Johnson in there for a reason. He's one of the biggest recruits K-State has had in a long time. He cannot just not play. Mm -hmm. And Will Howard's a starter. He wants to be a starter. And Will Howard has created value for himself yeah. that he didn't have before. Uh, he's probably going to get NIL money, probably close to seven digits, that he would not have gotten at K-State mm -hmm. for one year. He's probably, we don't know this for sure, but just yeah. based on what's happening in the marketplace, he will get more money by staying in college than attempting to go pro this year because he probably would have been a free agent, late round draft choice at the most and not necessarily guaranteed to make an NFL yeah. roster. Right. Yeah, that's so crazy a, to think about. <laughs> right. So from a business perspective, and when you look at the whole puzzle to put it together for Will Howard, take the emotions out of it. It makes sense for part of the, what the decision that he's going to do based on where the economics may lay and based on just him getting another year of football to be able to be a star. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at the other two quarterbacks real quick. Um, Laura and what's the other one? Rubley. Um, Jake Rubley, yeah. Jake Rubley. Jake Rubley came in really acclaimed, never developed to be that guy for whatever reason. I don't know why. So it was. It made sense for him to move on. I'm surprised he, laid, he stayed one more year longer than he did, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. 
Lord, I really never really got an understanding to be able to see what he can and can't do because he's deep down on the, in the threshold. Yeah. But they both realized that the young gun, Avery Johnson, is the leader in the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And they know that they're going to have to really, really bring all their guns to the <laughs> To the to the to the to the party to baby unseat him. So go see if you can get an opportunity somewhere else. Now that doesn't make our quarterback room too full right now. When you no. lose three in one day, <laughs> uh, I don't know who's going to back up in the bowl game. Yeah, what happens if Avery goes down in the bowl game? We better have an emergency quarterback. Yeah, and they really so, they have one freshman coming in next year. I mean, yeah, he's going to be pressure. a true freshman. He's a three-star player, but is that kid going to be ready to play right away if he has to? No, no. no we got to go get some more. Yeah, we got to go yeah. get some. We got to be able to convince somebody to come in. Yeah, um, that has a little bit of experience that's willing to wait or or say compete against Avery, right? Quote unquote. So hopefully there's somebody out there that we can get to do that. Yeah. Because that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Overall, we I don't want the fans to get nervous when you start seeing departures. A lot of times people start thinking that's an indictment on Kansas State's culture and things of that nature. No, it's not. This is what's the reality. People are going to leave now. Yeah. It's it's just it's just inevitable, Joe. This is part of the the environment that college football has created. The transfer portal slash nil has created a monster. Yeah, and crazy. you're gonna have you're gonna have departures, even if you're successful or not as successful. Now, when you win Big Twelve championships and you have 10, 11 wins, you're gonna probably have a little bit less. Than when you go eight and four. Yeah. It's just natural. But every team is going to have some departures. But the yeah. more successful you are, the more successful teams, the teams that are 10, 11, 12 win teams, they're going to have less. And they're going to have people that they may or may not mind leaving versus some of the key core people. Yeah. And uh, Climbing and Company have all done a good job of bringing. Uh kids in from the transfer portal. So I'm not really worried about that. I mean, I was, you know, losing three quarterbacks as I opening. And Tayshaun Ward. And Tayshaun Ward, Tayshaun. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a little surprising. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if uh, the competition with DJ Giddings, uh, he feel like he should get more reps. Uh, I thought he was another guy that when I seen he embraced the culture, embraced Kansas State, uh, uh, I thought he liked climbing and Klein and all the, the guys around. It just maybe uh, maybe that Florida weather, that that snow kind of got him. <laughs> and he said, look, you know, I need to get some warmer climbing. Yeah, could be. And then uh... – I looked at our recruiting rankings too, and I shouldn't have because it kind of put me in a bad mood. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not looking too good right now on the recruiting side. And the, you know, they all 
Last year, they pulled in some good recruits and had a decently ranked class. Right now, they're like 81st in the country and 15th in the Big 12. Based on yeah, and I think, teams, so. yeah, and I think we got to be a little cautious on that too. What I mean by that, not to take up for it, the numbers speak for themselves. But I think we're, we're we are signing a smaller class this year, a much smaller class um, than what we would in normal years. So that it kind of makes that number look still a little distorted. I think once if we get this. Receiver, we should get on the twelfth. Um, the one that was committed to Washington State, he's now a four-star, uh, and a couple of these other guys flipped to a four-star. I think you'll see us move up a little bit, nice. but obviously the big ones that we lost is Bricks, the one that just went to Nebraska, huge. Yeah. The linebacker from Junction City that went to Oklahoma, you get them two on the roster then we're probably in the 40s. Yeah. Because those both was four stars. Yeah. Just that that's how close we are. But you still got to get them. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it'll be it'll be definitely it'll be definitely interesting. But but the recruiting uh the one more thing on the transfer portal. Uh I do think K-State will be extraordinarily aggressive uh, in the portal as well of trying to bring back some talent to replace some key positions and try to get some people dynamic as well. So don't be surprised. I have no indication. It's just my gut feeling that we're going to get a couple big names out of this out of this window, I think, in the transfer portal of some of some pieces that's going to really help us which right. I think we need linebackers, D-line, and we maybe yeah. need a little bit more explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. uh, at the receiver spot. Heck, even at the running back spot. Yeah. DJ Giddens not, is not one to take it 80 yards, you know. Not he, exactly. He's going to be steady. There. Right. He's going to be steady for you. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, from Iowa State, I'm not going to have a big play, um, a big-time player for the big-time game for Iowa State. It's got to be Iowa State's a, running back, doesn't it? <laughs> right, right. We're not going to have one. Uh, <laughs> even though Will Howard played a good game, we did have some good things done in the in the, in the passing game, but nothing to warrant uh, a big-time player. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think he'd give one out this week. No. All right, Reggie, I got a rapid fire for you. Ready? All right, let's rock and roll. All right. Uh, where will Will Howard end up? Yeah, where is Will Howard end up? Boy, let me tell you. I got a couple thoughts. I think Will Howard, he did come out with an initial list. I don't think that list is accurate because I definitely don't think he's going to the University of Missouri by no means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think some of those other teams on that list seems reasonable. Uh, Washington, I think, is a is a possibility because uh, they're going to replace that quarterback. Another one that I think that's a dark horse is Notre Dame. Yeah, I it had just heard seems Notre like, Dame. 
Yeah. It just seems like Notre Dame has Will Howard all over. Um, they're replacing their quarterback. They just had a quarterback they brought in from a senior. I don't think they got anybody on their roster that they want to groom to be ready to go. And Will Howard's a guy that can deliver a playoff caliber team, a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I do think Washington, I think Notre Dame, I think Louisville. I think those are kind of the three that's in my head. I don't think he'll go to a rebuild like an Auburn or something like that, a team that's struggling. I don't think he wants to go through the losses of that nature. I do think he wants to go to a team that's somewhat competitive that's going to be at least competing for a conference championship. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, who wins Saturday, Oklahoma State or Texas? I think Oklahoma State, if you go back and look at the last 10 or so matchups, Oklahoma State has, has played Texas very competitive. Yeah, on paper, yeah. this looks like on paper, this looks like a just a blowout for University of Texas and looks like a no-brainer. But Oklahoma State, for whatever reason, they play Texas well. Yeah. Gunsy get Gundy gets up for them. Um I'm going to go with the upset of Oklahoma State over Texas squashes all the noise for the playoff and all that. And I think Gundy gets it done 31-28 in another thriller in the Big 12 championship game. Don't be surprised if it goes overtime. I love that. I was thinking today, you know, this is going to be a lot closer than everyone is saying. I just have a feeling. So, yeah, I'd love to see that for sure. All right, so what four teams will make the college football playoff? Boy, that's a good one there. Let me tell you. So, I thought if Texas would have won out, they would have had a reasonable argument to to get in there. But I actually think they're going to lose. I think they're going to take care of themselves. So, I'm going to go with the obvious first. I think Michigan defeats Iowa. And I think they get that done. I think they will be the number one seed in the playoff. I think they'll get it done. I think Washington comes back and beats Oregon again, which is a lot of people don't believe that. They think Oregon is going to get the victory. I think Washington is going to somehow eke out a victory, get again, silence that they're in. I think Florida State maximized their position, their defense is playing a lot better, even though their quarterback is out. I think Florida State gets in. So I think the three undefeated, Michigan, um, Florida State, Washington gets in. I think Alabama beats Georgia in the Southeastern Conference um, championship game, and they somehow backdoor and get the fourth team and bumps Ohio State and Oregon. At first, if Texas wins the game, I thought this would maybe the first year that it wouldn't be an a SEC team in the college football playoff. Because I think if Alabama still beats Georgia and Texas beats Oklahoma State, both of them conference champion, both of them with one loss, I think the head-to-head with Texas and Alabama should trump it. Yeah. That's me personally. Right. So my four teams is Alabama sneaks in and the four seed 
and I got Florida State, I got Washington, and I got Michigan. All right, interesting. Okay, so what bowl game do you think K-State will end up in? I think we're going to whatever's called the Pop-Tarts. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, too. <laughs> now, I have no idea, but that is the one that's in Orlando. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad it's warm climate. We've never <laughs> been to – I don't think we've been to a bowl game in Orlando ever. That's yeah, the research we'd have right. to figure out. Because this right. bowl game used to be called something else. Yeah, it started as a blockbuster bowl, and it's one of those that changes every few years. So. Yeah. But it looks it like our names. opponent will be an ACC opponent. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. NC State, maybe. NC State is a sneaky 9-3 team, so they're a pretty good mm -hmm. program. Yeah. Or maybe we can play Clemson or one of them. Yeah, I'd like to play Clemson. Yeah, I would like Mind to play that. that. But I'm hoping we get that some um, – the one that I don't, I would rather not we get, we've been there enough time, is the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I don't want We don't – we'll. <laughs> yeah. no. So I don't think K-State Nation is uh That's the worst too stadium I've ever watched a game in. It's tough to watch a game there. Oh, my Yeah, goodness. it is. Uh, so will Bill, will Ben Sinnott declare for the NFL draft? I think logically it looks that way. Him going to the Senior Bowl, um, playing in that game was first team All Conference. I don't know where. I think him coming back wouldn't hurt, but all indications are that he is that he will get drafted. And I think once he gets drafted somewhere, probably. And the fifth, sixth round, I'm thinking, I don't think he'll go in the, in the top three rounds. But I do think he'll get his name called fifth, sixth round. But what I am pretty sure of, that he'll make a roster. So yeah. the question is, if he come back, can he improve his stock around the two more with the chance of him getting injured by playing another year in college? Uh, I don't know. So probably going pro probably is a good move. And a stat that I hadn't really kept track of all season, but he has the most single season yardage for a K-State tight end in history. He broke that record. I didn't know that. That's good. Him so, and Will Howard were like, you know, they were two peas in, in a pod. Yes. Yeah, they were in sync. So definitely with Will Howard leaving, really – he solidifies that Senate is going to move on as well because that was his, that was his buddy. Yeah. That's all I got, Reggie. All right. Well, we can touch base we, next week when we get the bowl game info and kind of preview that a well, little bit. When we get the bowl game info, then we can kind of touch base, look at bowl prep, look at what our roster looks like going into the spring. And then we can start setting the stage for next year. Yeah. But uh it's been a fun, quick season. And yeah, it went fast, man. <laughs> uh let's let let's let the audience understand that we are a pro K-State site. We mm -hmm. believe in K-State, that's what the title is, but we do have thoughts and opinions on the games. So yes. sometimes we may make a thought or opinion based on how we feel we saw it. 
but it's all we love and bleed the purple Kansas State. So that's right, man. Everybody have a good year. Let's uh, see where we go bowling, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Reggie. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right, man. Yep. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.